0: a month or two? Anything memorable? Anything that's
1: changed? You know, I watched American Fiction and I feel like a different man.
0: Talk to me about this. I remember because I had watched it probably only a week prior to our last recording and you had mentioned you were very excited about it. So what did you think?
1: Yeah, so it's just such a personal film to me and to my upbringing and my culture because the movie Brings up such a complex topic and it does it in a way that's non-confrontational while also being confrontational somehow. And I think it's because it's so self-deprecating and it is so funny. It's a movie that all audiences can enjoy. And I was nervous because I was watching it on like a Wednesday afternoon at like 1230 and the whole audience was like older white folks. And I was like, (laughs) how is this going to play out today? Like, I just don't know how it's going to (laughs) go. And everybody was laughing and having a good time. And I was like, "Okay, here we go. This is we can unwind and have a little fun. Also, was, okay. I'm sick, so if I sound awful, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, you're good, man. You sound good. Uh, I am curious about your viewing experience. So if you're in a a theater, just to give some backstory to, I guess, uh, the audience, if they haven't seen American fiction, to be in a theater surrounded by you know old white people in a film that is very much talking about Black culture told through a Black individual who is a Black author who writes meaningful stories about breaking that barrier and then is confronted with kind of the opposite effect of somebody breaking barriers, but doing so in a way he doesn't feel comfortable with. So what was that experience like? Like, did you feel like the energy did feel loose? Did it feel like it was a good viewing experience, a good theater experience?
1: Oh, yeah. So the only reason I was nervous is because I knew what the film was about and I knew because of what it was about, it was going to have to take jabs. And I was wondering how the audience was just gonna to react to that because when I saw Joyride, um, there's a couple jokes about white people and the women next to me were like, Well, that's not funny. And I was like, Come on, man, it's they're not doing it to be like dicks. It's just just the way the joke is set up, man. You know, it's all good fun. I mean, Seth Rogan produced this, he's white, you know. So yeah, I don't know. And they're
0: not like Kyle, screw you. You are the one I'm yeah. making a joke about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, no, we're just making a joke that's a little bit more punctual than normal.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, I don't know, I was just a little nervous, uh, especially where I live in a very white state. I think everyone just like, everyone is laughing, everyone is having a good time. And so I felt like I loosened up a little bit too and I had a lot of fun because I was like, I don't need to worry about someone like getting up and throwing an attitude about all these jokes and walking out, you know?
0: Yeah, I've actually thought about this. There are certain movies when I sit through them and I'm watching the film and the story starts playing out, and knowing that it's political like if it is a story like i recently watched origin and that's obviously going to pierce the the model of what people think quite a bit and i'm i'm kind of expecting somebody to get up and walk out i'm obviously i love movies good or bad i i've never walked out of a theater experience there've been plenty of times i've wanted to but i just don't like that i watch the entire film and so i'm always anticipating somebody walking out of a super grungy horror film or like a really politically mm. driven film where they don't agree with it. Just something of discomfort. Have you ever walked out of a film? Have you had discomfort in any setting?
1: Uh, no, I've never walked out of a film on my own accord. The last movie I didn't finish <laughs> was, uh, she. if my sister listens to this, she's going to hate me. But my mom always had a rule that we could have soda or popcorn at the movie theaters. And my sister got both for like the first time ever. And my mom was like, uh, I guess you could have it this one time, blah, 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 blah. She gave her a bunch of reasons why she could. And Paige was like, we were watching Shrek three or Shrek two, it was Shrek two. <laughs> Cause it has the gingerbread man in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get to the part where the gingerbread man is like a Godzilla, basically. And I look over and my sister, she's tapping me on the shoulder and I'm like, what's up? And she goes, I don't feel very good. And then just vomited all over the floor.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so my mom was like, no, Paige, no. And she, like, picked her up. And my sister, for years, years, was a projectile vomiter. So when she threw up. She threw up hard. And it went everywhere. And so she threw up all over the seats in front of us. No. All over the floor. And oh my mom's, like, God. dragging her out. She's puking down the aisle. And I'm just sitting there, like, do we have to leave or can I stay? Like, what's the situation here? And my mom was like, let's go. Get your ass up. We're getting out of here, man. <laughs>
0: What a phenomenal yeah. story! I am sorry to your sister, but that is a phenomenal story. <laughs> so when you say oh, by man. my own accord I did not go, that actually is literally the case. Like you didn't, you weren't even disturbed by the movie. You had to go. You were forced <laughs> to leave the theater. <laughs> right, wow, what a right. good intro! Uh, welcome back to the pod, Kyle. Thank For you. For anybody you. who doesn't know Kyle, he is uh, Kyle Clifford. He is a massive cinephile. He's also the co-host of Date Night with Kai and Cass. I, I'll let you introduce it. What's the podcast
1: about? Uh, date night with Kanye Cass. So, Cass and I, uh, we go on a date. It's exactly as the title sounds. We go on a date, and then we talk about it, and then we watch a movie, and we talk about the movie. Typically, we go actually, we go out and actually do something. But it's winter, and it's Maine, and I don't like being cold. So most of our date nights are like putting books on a shelf together. Basically, that's what we did a couple of weeks ago. We built bookshelves and put them up together, and that was the whole date night just because it's so goddamn cold and I'm not going outside. So that's typically what we do.
0: Putting a bookshelf together and watching the holdovers while the winter snow is falling just sounds like a perfect oh. know, situation. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yes, you're not able to go out For real. and maybe go to a restaurant or do some other things, but that sounds like a vibe. Um I ask because... I I just browsed through like the recent episodes and I saw Lord of the Rings. I saw that that was a film that you had revisited. Ooh. And so I'm wondering, was this a first time for either of you or was it just revisiting Lord of the Rings?
1: Oh, man. So it's fantasy February month over there on Date Night with Kai and Cass. We're doing a bunch of fa- uh, fantasy movies because my girlfriend is reading. Uh, I don't know if your girlfriend has read it. I know she's a big book reader, but Akatar.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So,
1: yeah. So she's like, I need to get into more fantasy. And I was like, okay, uh, look up a bunch of fantasy movies. And the first one that caught her eye was like Lord of the Rings. And I'm the kind of guy that if there's a director's cut or an extended edition, we're watching that one. And so she's never seen it before. So we sat down and I was like, this is basically a four hour movie. And this is what we're committing to. And uh, so it was my second time watching it, her first time. And I enjoyed it so much more the second time, like watching it with her. I had way more fun than the first time I watched it.
0: Are you continuing? Is this going to be a 12-hour journey? Are you watching the yeah. second and third? Like, are you stopping on the first? and you just
1: saying, we're done? No. So she actually did say she wants to watch them. Uh, it's just that they're so long, and Sundays are her reading day. So we have to try to figure out a time where we can actually carve out, like, you know, another eight hours, another nine hours worth of movies. <laughs>
0: Fair, fair. I mean, honestly, yeah. for anybody working a standard schedule, which I think most of us do, mm-hmm. you know, the weekends are valuable. And especially having that yeah. Sunday to do nothing and have your own space, that is uh, very much admirable on her part. So go listen to the podcast. I mean, obviously, you can tell Kyle's just a very cool guy to to talk to. So you'll enjoy the podcast as well. What are you doing? I have a
1: bone to pick with you real quick.
0: Oh okay okay, give it to me. Give it to me. So
1: I'm listening to this Wonka episode you got going on, and you're talking about your favorite candies, and you're shitting all over bunch of crunch dog. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. That is the craziest okay. take I've ever heard.
0: Can, can I can I come up front and be honest with you? Okay, I'll I'll I'll, yeah. I'll give you my my truthful integrity right here on the podcast. A, I have never tried bunch of crunch, so I'm just gonna put oh, that out there. Man. B I am just so mind blown by the general fascination that it is a popular thing, but it sounds like I need to eat it. Like, it sounds like I need to try it if it's that high on the list of movie theater candies. Yes. I need to know, is this something that you've been eating since you were a kid or is this something that you tried at one point while you're like in your young adult life and you're like, yeah, this is actually a pretty good movie theater candy.
1: Oh, no, man. So we had this cheap theater down the street. And like I said, we could get candy, popcorn, or, or soda. And it was always Bunch of Crunch, always. And if I went with my dad and not my mom, he'd be like, all right, we can get popcorn, too. And we'd throw the Bunch of Crunch in the popcorn. And it was just like heaven, heaven in a bucket.
0: Okay, so depending on when we wrap up, which, you know, I have no timetable. But I might go see a movie tonight called The Taste of Things, which I'm very excited to go see. I will get Bunch of Crunch. If that is the case, that oh, will literally yeah. be my candy tonight, and then I'll give you the rating on my, yeah. my uh, Instagram.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about.
0: During any other year, on average, what are you doing January through March? January and February to go, you know, in theme with what we're doing. But, I mean, this is such a, a weird time, and we both live in cold places, so there is a season of cold, gray, wet snow, Nastiness. You're always indoors. What do you What do you typically do?
1: Uh, gain as much weight as possible and hibernate. I just sleep. <laughs> Stay as warm as I possibly can and as big as I possibly can.
0: <laughs> watch a uh, probably three times the amount of movies. You yeah, normally watch. exactly.
1: Yeah, I typically like actually that's not far off. If I'm not watching movies, I'm reading, and if I'm not reading, I'm watching movies. So I spend most of my days off just alternating. Like I watched a movie. I feel good. I'm gonna read a little bit. All right, I'm done reading. All right, I'm going to take the dogs out, and then I'm going to watch another movie. I'm going to read some more. I mean, that's typically what it looks like for me in the winter months. I don't do jack shit outside, man.
0: What are you reading? What are you into?
1: Oh, so I read two books at once. The first book I read is always a Stephen King novel. I'm working my way through his bibliography right now because he's from Maine. Uh, He actually knew my – my uncle and him were actually friends, so I've always been, like, a huge fan of him.
0: Is dairy real?
1: Is dairy real? (laughs) So (laughs) – Uh, I actually, what's funny is the town I grew up in is next to Bangor and Derry is obviously based off Bangor. And what's so funny is during it, well, the 2017 it, every time they show something and they're like, oh, that's the standpipe or oh, that's the mural. Everyone in the theater I was in was like, yo, that's the place. Like, (laughs) it's just, yeah, it was awesome. The atmosphere was great because everyone was just like waiting to see something about Bangor. They would all scream at the same time, like Jade of the Orient. Is actually called Oriental Jade, and it is the restaurant right next to the movie theater. And so they Wait, were so packed. it was
0: filmed there, like it was filmed, or was it just modeled off of?
1: It was modeled off of. It. Yeah, it was, okay, in, okay. it was filmed in. It was filmed in Toronto, I want to say, or something like that. But uh, yeah, I thought it was so funny. It's Orient of the Jade, and right afterwards, we decided to go to uh, Oriental Jade, which is the real name of the restaurant, and they were slammed out the door because everyone saw the movie it was like, "We got to go to Oriental Jade now." Yo,
0: that's cool. That's cool. That I yeah. feel like that's so intimate to. Small places. I mean, I feel Mm -hmm. like this is kind of synonymous. Like Utah is a little bit bigger, but small in the sense that people only come here for very particular reasons, whether it's like snowboarding or Sundance or something that's for a time period, you know, a week, a month, maybe a couple months. And when I see something about Utah, like Pirates of the Caribbean 3 was filmed in Utah, that that white sand part where Johnny Depp is kind of in this aloof type of dream uh, and he has the little crab things that was all in Utah. And I was like, yo, that's Utah. Let's go. So I think there's (laughs) this hype feeling for seeing your home, you know, seeing the things that you appreciate your, your own upbringing. So that's cool, man. So sleep, eat, read, (laughs) watch movies, put (laughs) put, put bookcases up. All right. That sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, What are your thoughts for the year, man? Any predictions, any hot takes, any thoughts that you have in mind in regards to, 2024 and even the Oscars, because that takes place in 2024. Just anything in mind that uh, you have a bold take about?
1: I think I'm going to go with the most absolute insane dark horses that I have for the Oscars. Um, I know I think this is going to happen, but I feel like if it's not going to be Christopher Nolan for Best Director, it has to be Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things. And for Best Actor, I I love Paul Giamatti. That's my guy. And I would love, love, love to see him win but I know that Killian Murphy's going to win. But listen, I'm not counting out Jeffrey Wright. That man embodied Thelonious Monk. I mean, he was Thelonious, and I believed every single fucking second of it, man.
0: Okay, those are some good takes. They're not even like hot, hot takes. They're just kind of like, they're, they're almost more emotional takes. They're more personal takes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah my I heart want wants it. Have, it. My heart wants you know, it. My heart yeah. wants this, you know? I mean, yeah. I will say, from what I'm reading, Paul Giamatti is like, quote unquote, in the lead for Oscars. No like, shit. Yeah, there's like a teeter that's kind of hanging on his end, which it would be great. I mean, I want Killian oh. Murphy to win, but I do think Paul Giamatti gave a phenomenal performance. Honestly, I think the Oscars are really good this year. Like, I think Oh, Absolutely. It's a little bit of a rotation. You're seeing the same movies, the same cast members, you know, from cinematography to acting. And so I think that might become a little redundant, but all of the talent, they're just incredible. So, yeah. I think if there's going to be any upset, not that I want this to happen, but if in my opinion, I think Zone of Interest can pull some moves. I think they're oh, they're kind of primed to be this Oscar-worthy film, I mean, it is a really eye-opening and jarring film, but I just think that could kind of linger in, whereas everybody loved, you know, Barbie, and everybody loved Past mm-hmm. Lives and and Poor Things, but I, that almost feels a little audience to me, so I don't know. I, I hope it's Oppenheimer, because that's my favorite movie of the year, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think Zone of Interest could could make a pull. Um, what about Yo, new movies? I
1: think, first of all, I think that, by the way, just real quick, I think the biggest snub for Best Actor... Uh, Glenn Howardson not being nominated is fucking crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, that whole film, There, we're going to do a podcast here, so maybe I'm teasing this for anybody listening, where I'm going to go through the movies that are true just like my personal snubs, whether it's acting Ooh. awards, whether it's movies, whether it's anything. And I just think he is one of those supporting cast members who does not embody that performance in any yeah. of his other <laughs> roles that I've seen him in. And then he comes in so fierce, so bold, a little bit narcissistic, and he has that confidence oh, yeah. about him. And so he did a really good job. I love that movie. You and I you and I both love that. That was your favorite movie from last year, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. Hands down.
0: Yeah, Blackberry is the movie we're talking about. So if you yeah. haven't seen Blackberry, definitely go check that out. Um, what about new movies? Anything uh, on your mind about, I mean, obviously we have Dune Part 2 coming out pretty soon. Mm. Um, anything else that you're really looking forward to?
1: So, uh, Robert actually asked for this question. He's the host of this seat is taken. We went live on Instagram and I said, like, obviously the most specific or the, like the most recent one is Dune part two. No Sforatu's out there.
0: I'm feeling Joker too. I'm feeling,
1: uh, oh man, I'm not feeling Joker Two at all.
0: You're not a fan. did you like the first one?
1: I loved it. I loved it. I thought I hot take here, but I liked it more than I liked Parasite. I thought it was fantastic. Ooh. I don't like musicals. I don't like musicals at all, man. I'm sorry, okay. but like my girlfriend always tries to get me to watch musicals, and I'm like, I just I can't fucking do it. It kills that's me. That's
0: fair. Did you enjoy Wonka or were you no bueno on Wonka?
1: Oh, I skipped. I skipped Wonka. I love Timothy Chalamet, but I was like, I can't. I can't watch this. Okay,
0: fair, fair. Nosferatu is a good pick, though. By the way, that's one I'm very excited for. Uh, pretty much a retelling of. 19 oh i'm gonna get the year wrong but it's like 1937 it's close right something in that yeah it's old as shit yeah so i mean that's a robert eggers film who did the northman who also did the lighthouse he does those like really abstractly dark films the witch which is like one of the most uncomfortable horror films that i've seen in in a long time so that's a good director to look out for i like his work all right what was the film
1: uh long legs
0: long legs what did yeah. you post about this? I feel like I saw something about this. I
1: did. I posted about it. Like they dropped like six trailers in one day, six like teaser trailers with little hints in them. And I was going feral, man. I'm so excited for this movie. Let's go. Like Nicolas Cage and like a horror mystery movie, dude. And I am a sucker for like religious cult horror. It's one of my favorite genres. I will watch those all day, any day. And so when I saw Nicolas Cage was in it, that's just like cherry on top. I I mean, I'm all in on this movie.
0: Let's go, dude. I feel like last year was the year of directors. You know, you had Martin Scorsese, you had David Fincher, Christopher Nolan, Greta Gerwig, like big directors coming out. And I feel like this year is either like these indie directors that are well known for one film coming back with another, like Rose Glass with Love Lies Bleeding, um, or even the Cohen brothers. Like I know, I think it's Ethan Cohen who's coming out with Drive Away Dolls. And so like these unique kind of not one-off, but almost low-key directors coming out with more work. And so I'm excited. And I, I've never heard of that film. I think you might have posted it. And so I that's now going to be on my radar. Appreciate you saying that.
1: Everyone should go watch those teaser trailers. They're fantastic.
0: All right. You ready for some movie news? Dude, let's do it. So we'll go through this quick so that we can get to our all-time January to March movie draft, which I'm excited for. Quick movie news. The Super Bowl happened. We're recording this after the Super Bowl. And so it's kind of fresh on our mind. So if we post later, just know that we were in the mode of Super Bowl. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl was the most watched telecast of all time, reaching 123.7 million viewers, which is outrageous. Um, I believe the last highest the was uh, what? The moon landing? Or, or so, I think it was something like that, that. Which is monumental, the fact that a football game competed with that. So there were some trailer releases. Uh, and I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. So we'll go through on each real quick, and I just want to hear Smash or pass based on the trailer. Okay. Yep. So yep. Deadpool and Wolverine. What do you got?
1: Oh, Smash. Smash. All day.
0: Smash. We didn't get much of Wolverine, but yeah. it looks it looks no. good. Um kind of weird that Disney yep. is truly hanging on Deadpool for like its Marvel savior.
1: For real, for real, considering what Disney is and what it stands for. And then Ryan Reynolds comes in and he's like, you know, talking about pegging. And I'm like, here we go, Disney. Are you ready
0: for this? I think there's no like Ryan Reynolds is funny and he's charismatic. And I do think that he has this this pull to him. But I don't think he's a great, great, great actor. But he is so perfect for Deadpool. Like, I think that role was just defined for him as a person so I'm excited for it. I mean, I like the first two. The first one's, in my opinion, one of the better films. So Wicked, smash or pass? Pass. Oh, oh yeah. You're not a musical person. You're not a musical yeah. person. Um, no. I saw this on Broadway, and I loved it. I've never seen The Wizard of Oz, so I don't know that story, but I know this one. And so I'm excited. I like uh, Cynthia Erivo quite a bit. I don't know about Ariana Grande. Ar- no shit. Ariana Grande. Wow, I can't even say her name. I don't know about Ariana. <laughs> um, I don't know her acting ability truly. So that's kind of a question mark. But same filmmaker as Crazy Rich Asians. That was a fun movie. So I think this is going to be good. All right, Twisters. Smash or pass.
1: This is a tough one. I'm gonna say Smash because Glenn Powell. <laughs> nice. I watched the original Twisters when I was really young, or Twister. Uh, But I don't remember it. My mom really liked it. So she watched it with me. I don't remember it. So I'm going to say smash just because I have seen the original. I don't remember it, but I'm in on Glenn Powell. So nice.
0: Yeah. I grew up on this, the original Twister movie. I watched it over and over and over. It was like a family rerun. Oh, no shit. So I'm a, I'm a big smash, not because I think it's going to be really good, but because I'm like, yes, bring back my childhood with some (laughs) Glenn Powell. And, you know, I don't mind Daisy Edgar Jones. I know m- many people didn't like her in Where the Crawdads Sink, but I don't think she's that bad. So
1: oh right, we'll see what happens.
0: Right. Uh, A Quiet Place, day one.
1: Oh, fuck yeah, smash all that. <laughs> he
0: said, turn that oh, up, yeah. baby. We're, we're There's no in between. <laughs> yeah, for hardcore smash. Um, I'm curious about John yeah. Krasinski's involvement. I, I haven't looked into it. I know he's not the director, but I'm curious if he had maybe a part to play in the story or the concept of, you know, the background. But I mean, Lupita Nyong'o is phenomenal. And so I'm excited for her to lead this. Any uh, additional thoughts? How do you
1: think? Yeah. How do you think if he's not involved, like it's got to feel weird to see your baby that you spent so much time creating, just like given to somebody else. And so I really do hope that they had him involved in some way, but like, it has to be so strange To be like, okay, thank you for your service. We're going to give this to someone else and let them do it.
0: I almost feel like that's... I'm trying to think of another franchise, but I almost feel like horror franchises, whether it's Halloween or Scream or especially A Nightmare on Elm Street. This is a good example. Because you had Wes Craven who did the first one, but then obviously it was sold... I think it was... Who did that? Is that Paramount? I can't remember who who was the... New
1: Line, I believe. Oh, New
0: Line? Okay, yeah. And I think it was New Line who bought the rights. And so now as... The person who conceptualized the story watching literally seven other films be made without your input, (laughs) that's just like, that's hard. That's hard to see, you know, because that kind of attaches to you. So I hope it's good for John Krasinski's sake, but I don't know how that all worked.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh,
0: Despicable Me 4.
1: Pass. Pass. Pass.
0: Yeah, I've never gone into these movies. I've never gone into them. Um, No, me either. It's just not, I mean, I'm not their target audience and that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So I actually... Real quick, I went to a drive-in and it was a double feature and the drive-in next to us was playing Despicable Me or no, the new Minions movie that came out. And there were like grown men or like, I don't know, maybe like early twenties. And they were like mobbing the screening. They were like in front of the drive through screen and they were all wearing suits and they were like just jumping up and down and being crazy and I was like what the fuck is oh going my. on over there I was like what is <laughs> happening over there what is going on and I I don't get I still don't know what happened but I just I told my girlfriend because she fell asleep we were watching uh, Top Gun Maverick or whatever and she like fell asleep and I was like do you see those people over there or am I hallucinating like what is going on <laughs>
0: You're like yo. There's not just the Taylor Swift cult, but there's also the Minions cult. Yeah. Right? They, they, yeah. There are people who love what they love. I'm a. I'm part of the Christopher Nolan cult. I get it. It happens. Um, yeah, yeah. What about uh Shogun, the TV series?
1: Oh man, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I feel like I have to watch that. It looks so good. I'm gonna smash.
0: Yeah, I'm a little bit indifferent because I don't watch a lot of TV. I think you and I are very similar in that way. But it looks good, so I'd say Smash. I just don't oh. know if I'm going to see it, uh, just strictly out of time and and whatnot. So yeah.
1: I'll watch it later, like when it comes out, like all of yeah. it once it's done. I'll watch it.
0: Yeah, no, no week by week premieres. No. I, I think that makes it a little tough. Um, what about Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes?
1: Oh yeah, Smash, man! I fucking love those movies. That whole franchise is awesome.
0: Yeah, that franchise is really good. I think, I can't remember who did the first one, but Matt Reeves doing the last two. I just felt yeah. like he he put this realistic feeling to a story that is so CGI oriented and so, you know, not practical in any way, but it feels yeah. that, it kind of feels realistic and they did a really good job. Um, do you have a favorite of the three? I don't know if you remember them well enough to pick one.
1: Oh. I haven't seen them in a long time. I remember we we're watching them in the theaters when they came out, but I don't have like a favorite. I just will never forget the moment when Caesar is like holding James Franco, I think, and he's like, "No," and I was like, "Oh shit, oh shit, here we go!" I had goosebumps all over my like ten year old arms. I was like, "Oh shit, man, this is cinema. <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: cin- This is what yeah. movies were made for, yeah. right here." <laughs> nice yeah i think uh the first one and the third the third is probably in my opinion the best but the first one holds the most nostalgia for me so mm. i like them both the second it's a little forgettable but you know i think the yeah. whole trilogy is pretty good uh the fall guy how do you feel about this one
1: so ryan gosling man i uh, i have to like him and off of uh coming off of oppenheimer like emily blunt it's got to be nice to be in something a little more fun a little more loose so i feel like she's gonna go all out for it so i'm, I'm gonna smash this one for sure when it's streaming, nice. for sure.
0: Yeah, and I, I might be, I don't know if I'm in the minority of this thought or if this is actually the majority of how people think, but I liked Bullet Train. I thought it was fun. I thought mm-hmm. it was so like adult comedy-like that I enjoyed, Um, and that's made by the same filmmaker. So I imagine it's going to have the same tone. It looks like it's going to have the same tone, and you can't go against Ryan Gosling. I mean, right. Emily Blunt's kind of give or take with the project she chooses, but- Ryan Gosling tends to choose pretty good projects. Yeah, yeah, I'll say Smash. Uh, Last but not least, absolutely not least in my case. So, Monkey Man.
1: Oh, man. I watched the trailer for this uh, after the Super Bowl. I missed this one. Um, Smash. I'll smash it. Yeah. I'm not like, it's like an action movie. That's the vibe I was getting, right? Like a John Wick (laughs) kind of movie. Uh, And I really like the first John Wick. I haven't seen the other ones. Um, and I could be completely wrong. I could be way the fuck off if someone listening to this and it's like, what are you talking about? This is an action. Uh, but that's the vibe I got from it. So like 50, 50, you know?
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, I am not, I mean, I've only seen one John wick and that was the fourth, which is Oof. probably terrible of me, but it, yeah, I did not enjoy it personally. I'm not a fan Yo, of that. Like you over saw the, the fourth
1: app. one first. <laughs> I got a synopsis. Said, I got a synopsis of Yo. everything.
0: And I was like, okay, I get it. His dog died. He went on yo. a vengeance tour and then he became this badass person that would just like not speak ever, <laughs> but kill everybody. And this honestly, man, it... yo,
1: <laughs> you rallied against this movie so fucking hard. I remember you being like, I hate this movie. It's a two star movie. People have said it's five. And you started with the fourth one, man. No wonder you were lost.
0: Yeah, I was lost. Oh, really, man. I, I was just like, that's this is great. not my type of movie.
1: That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. That's fair. I, that's um, fair.
0: I, oh, d- I I am a big fan of Dev Patel. I think he is one of Ooh. the most underrated actors. I loved him in Lion. I loved him in The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar last year, the, the oh, short yeah. by Wes Anderson. And he is the lead actor and he is directing this film and it is produced by Jordan Peele and I'm like that is too good of everything for me not to want to go see this. So, I'm going to say smash. I don't know if it's going to be good, obviously. Ooh. I mean, it could really just just suck. <laughs> But I have uh, high hopes. So Yeah. Yeah, I guess some some trailers to add to the movie slate of 2024. I haven't seen, like, what's the last trailer that's, like, memorable to you? Like, Dune, maybe?
1: I didn't even, I mean, maybe. So, my thing is I try very hard not to watch trailers just because. Okay, I like that. uh, I think they just, they're too long. They give too much away. Um, I mean, even the Book of Clarence, I was watching that the other day. And uh, I, I liked it. And so I made my girlfriend watch the trailer just so she I could get her reaction to see if she wanted to watch it. And they show the fucking ending of the movie in the trailer. And I'm like, what are you doing, guy? So I just, I try very hard to avoid watching trailers at all costs. Yeah,
0: no, that's fair. And honestly, I think that allows you to go in probably the most unbiased opinion, because whether you like had friends watch it or you had somebody talking about it and they give an opinion, right? Or you're on social media. If you still avoid the trailer, you don't know what you're going into, whereas I feel right. like that adds to whatever thought you have. So, cool. Yeah, some trailers. I thought the Super Bowl was uh slow at first and then it picked up. The the commercials weren't great, um but some decent trailers. So, good Super Bowl experience on your end or how was that?
1: Uh I watched the halftime show and then I dipped right out. Not a football guy. Okay yeah
0: worth watching the halftime show usher did a good job
1: yeah that i really had a, I had a great time when that man got on the skates i was like dude you are 40 something years old please don't hair <laughs> something dog okay and when he went under will i am's legs and stood up he like stutter stepped for a second i was like he's gonna go down man this okay. is it and this is the fall of usher man he's going down and uh, he kept it up so kudos to usher for being 45 and getting on skates
0: hell yeah yeah i mean he looked good i'm like bro i'm 27 and yeah I, for real i got real. some, work. I got some work to do with. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, living, I'm living what Kyle was preaching at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. I'm eating, I'm watching movies, and I'm gaining weight. All yeah, right, right, let's do this thing, okay? An all-time January to March movie draft. I want to give some context, not because this makes anything better or worse, but I felt like I was getting a headache because for these lists, the way that we're going to do them is I put together a list of 15 films in that bet- Released in January at some point at, you know, whenever they debuted in theaters, they released in January. So 15 of those films, 15 films from February releases, and we will be drafting five each from those lists. So we'll start with January. We'll do our five each and then we'll start with February and do our five each. Um, I looked at two separate lists of a thousand films each oh. that earned the most money during their releases during these months. And then I looked at four other lists of like the best films. So I I got some films. There might be some that I missed, unfortunately, but I think we did pretty good. So I'll read them before we go into this. But I guess before we start, you know, just to give context on why we're even doing this list. I mean, January and February and maybe March a little bit are known for being the worst months for movie releases. That's anytime you see a movie released during these months, I know Kyle knows the nickname's pretty well when it comes yeah. to uh, January. They're they're typically not well received. And so if you do have a good movie, it's like kind of a surprise cuz you're like, wow, yeah. that was a nice refreshing experience. So, any thoughts before we go into it? Any uh any suggestions, any uh yeah, additional items?
1: No, I thought you made a great list. Uh in this house we call it trashuary and dumpyuary because they just <laughs> they just go. be putting anything out, man. They're just like if this shit's if this shit's ass, they're gonna release it as soon as possible so people forget about it. So
0: let's read the the movies. Okay, so for January we have Get Out, Silence of the Lambs, Call Me by Your Name, American Sniper, The Revenant, Nineteen Seventeen, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, Zero Dark Thirty, The Count of Monte Cristo, Paddington Two, Goodwill Hunting, Her, There Will Be Blood, Lion, and Room. Um, I think it's worth mentioning that we also have a couple honorable mentions. So I put Hidden Figures, Brokeback Mountain, Split, I, Tonya, and Million Dollar Baby. Wow. Honestly, yeah. the honorable mentions were tough, too, because I was like, man, those are good films. But yep. you get to go first. Do you have, I did not even mark who I want. This is terrible. Terrible prep on my end. But do you have one that you absolutely want?
1: Oh, yeah, dude. And you're going to hate me for this because it is. Don't do it. Like one Don't of your it. favorite movies of all time. I'm taking There Will Be Blood. You're doing this to. You're literally not doing this <laughs> yeah. to win. You're doing this to,
0: to hurt me. I get it. Oh, I yeah. See. I scanned through this list probably for a split second before you said that. And I saw There Will Be Blood. I'm like, hell yeah, yeah. that's my first pick. <laughs> and then you instantly took it. So that's fine. That's fine. I will take another film that I feel very strongly about, in my opinion. This might be considered the best thriller slash horror of all time if you just have that split category. I'm going to go with Silence of the Lambs.
1: Ooh, okay. That was a tough loss on my end, though. How old were you when you first saw Silence of the Lambs?
0: Honestly, not young. I was not super... Uh, maybe I was. Maybe it kind of stuck with me for me. I can't remember. It was probably like 14.
1: I watched it when I was like seven, and my, 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 my parents didn't super care about... They didn't care about blood or sex. They were like, no drugs. We don't want him seeing people drunk okay. or snorting cocaine. But they were like, yeah, a man's gonna eat another man and wear his face. That's cool, bro. He's he's old enough for that. He's seven now. And so I remember watching it and <laughs> uh yeah, this is this is horrible. And I'm i I'm definitely like gonna be so embarrassed I'm gonna say this. But you know that scene with Buffalo Bill where he's like, pushing his uh, dick in between his legs and he's like dancing around. So mm-hmm. I thought that was like a normal thing to do. So when I was like seven and watching this movie, I would literally come out of my room and I would do no. that walking down the hall. to like, yeah, I'd be like, mom, watch this. <laughs> and I come down the hall like that and she'd be like, get your ass back to your room. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that movie, I watched that movie way too young because I had no clue what was going on. And I just like, it has stuck with me throughout my entire life. So uh, that's a great movie, great pick. I'm glad that I
0: took at least a nostalgic pick from you. Whether you liked yeah. it or not, I'm just like, you know what? It has a memory of Kyle's, so... All right, what do you <laughs> got next?
1: Uh, I'm going to take Get Out.
0: Ah, nice pick. I think that's definitely one of the top picks on the the list. Oh,
1: here. yeah. I mean, what a debut movie. You know what I mean?
0: Honestly, in the likes of, you know, many of these people who released their first film... uh. Like, Greta Gerwig, you know, she got a lot of props for her debut release. Celine Song this year for Past Lives. Like, it was one of those special debuts where you're like, wow, this is, you know, uh, Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born. Like, this is going to be a special filmmaker. Um, Ooh, this is tough. This is tough. This is tough. I am going to take, in my opinion, one of the best uh, revenge movies of all time in The Count of Monte Cristo.
1: Okay, 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 okay.
0: I think that's a low key pick, which I'm happy for. Like, I'm happy to just like not stress too hard. I don't know. Do you have a, a relationship with that movie?
1: No, I actually have never seen it. I I know the story, but I've never actually watched the movie. Isn't it like super long?
0: Um, I know that there are adaptations of it, so I might be thinking of one that is just appealing to me. But I think it's like 2002. Oh, okay. But it's really good. It's probably like two forty five, like two hours and forty five
1: minutes. Uh, I'm gonna take. Oh, I'm gonna take Paddington too.
0: I've never seen it. I'm I, I put it on this list because of its hype, and so yeah, it is, I don't know. It seems like it's it's pretty hype.
1: It's got uh. So I've got a really heavy vibe going here with there will be blood and get out, and I feel like I gotta lighten it up a little <laughs> bit with like like Paddington too. You know, just like just a nice cozy movie.
0: <laughs> oh, you make a good point about balancing this out. I, because mine's also like Silence of the Lambs is Dark, Count of Monte Cristo. It's like pretty, it's pretty anxiety ridden for most of the film.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I think I got to add to that, honestly. No, okay. This is a feel good film. So though it has some tough moments, this is one of my favorite like sentimental movies. And I'm going to go with Lion. Talk about Dev Patel.
1: Yeah. Got to be honest with you. I've never seen it.
0: Oh man. That was on my all time list for quite some time. really yeah that like before i started really like delving very deep it's still probably top 50 for me
1: no shit okay uh i gotta go with a new hope
0: yeah take it off the board i honestly i'm not a big fan
1: i've only ever seen one star wars movie and it's like star wars episode one uh the one with jar jar binks or whatever yeah yeah i haven't even seen this movie but i know people fucking love it and so i feel like it's a pretty safe bet
0: I might like it more if I revisit it now. I think the last time I saw it was probably 2019 or so, which to give context, um, I'm about to come up on my two year anniversary of posting my first video on TikTok. So it's been kind of a newer experience to like get into expressing my movie thoughts. And so I think if I revisit it now, knowing what my vibe is, I might enjoy it a lot because it is a story oriented film, not an action oriented film. Uh, Let's see. Two more? Two more? Yeah. This is tough. This is tough because you have individual performances that stand out. Right. right. As a film. I'm like, as a movie, do I love this? I'm going to go with
1: American Sniper. Okay. Bradley Cooper up there for you is like one of your favorite actors.
0: I do like Bradley Cooper a lot. I think this was right in the period where he's kind of getting out of his like funny rom-com humorous phase. And he's like, I want to start doing some stuff and working with Clint Eastwood, I think opened the door quite a bit for him to then work on his own projects, but then be in kind of more elevated roles. So yeah, I do like Bradley Cooper a lot. I think that's more of a niche feeling. The more that I'm learning about Bradley Cooper, like I (laughs) thought he was more well beloved, uh, but it seems like it's a little bit more niche.
1: So uh, I feel like, Although I don't think it's his best performance, and I don't think it's the movie he should have won an Oscar for, I'm going to go with Revenant.
0: Oh, nice, nice. I would say, tell me what you think about this. I feel personally, and I don't know how other people are, that this is a really good film that is so hard to rewatch. Like I don't find it rewatchable, yeah, at all. Like it's it's really hard to revisit for me.
1: Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat. I watched it once, and it was when it came out on DVD. My mom bought it and we watched it and I have not watched it since.
0: Damn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like that was the type of film that he would win an Oscar for where you're out in the freezing cold for production and you're right, like, right. actually suffering and, and having the you're eating raw bison. Like he did that, which is yeah. crazy. So yeah, well deserved on his end. All right. I, I got some choices here now that, you know, you're off the board officially. I am going to go with a similar film in that I don't believe it's super rewatchable, but I absolutely adored it when I first watched it. Call Me By Your Name, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Um, I think it's Great pick. a heartbreaking but wonderful love story that has one of the most like, gut-wrenching conclusions when the credits roll. It's like truly remarkable in what uh, Luca Guadagnino does. So I love that film. I think it's really good. Read me your five. What do you got?
1: All right. We got There Will Be Blood, Get Out, Paddington 2, Star Wars A New Hope, and The Revenant.
0: Wow. That's a good list. That is a good good. list. Okay. Uh, I have Silence of the Lambs, The Count of Monte Cristo, Lion, American Sniper, and Call Me By Your Name.
1: I mean, that's pretty solid, too.
0: This is unique. This is, I feel like we have very specific tones to our list right now. And I'm curious if that
1: will
0: change or if it'll stay the same with February. So I will read the February movies and the honorable mentions. And then uh, you chose first with January. Is that right?
1: yeah, Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So this is the February movie list. We have Deadpool, Coraline, The Lego Movie, Troy, Black Panther, Shutter Island, Kingsman, The Secret Service. Hitch, The Invisible Man, Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, Annihilation, Happy Gilmore, Ace Ventura Pet Detective, Schindler's List, and Minari. What a Jesus, fucking list, Jesus. dude. This yeah, is like the, mo- like the most ranged, like wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, honor- honorable mentions. We have the Lego Batman movie, Billy Madison, Adaptation, The Passion of Christ, and John Q. That's a personal favorite. I've never seen John Q. Really good Denzel Washington movie. Yeah, I oh. like that one a lot. Um, all right, first, I have to take a logistical pick here. I'm going to go Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back.
1: Good pick, good pick.
0: I had to have one yeah, of the Star yeah. Wars on my list. And this is the most well-received Star Wars film, so maybe that will add to the value.
1: I'm going to go with Shutter Island.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I have a little bit of a hot take on this one.
1: Oh, God, what is it?
0: first of all, I think the story is phenomenal. I think it's outrageously good. And I was twisted around at at the end. I was like, wow, that was a really good film. I think Martin Scorsese has a very tough time closing out his films. Oh yeah. Yeah. He has a weird way of doing it. And I'm like, dude, just get a little Damien Chazelle in there, hire him to wrap up your film (laughs) and then we'll be good to go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, really good movie still.
1: What did you think about killers of the flower moons ending?
0: Once again, like I think it was a little off tone. Like I was like, okay. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but I'm like, you built this incredible tone and this dark tone, this very like memorable tone for what it was. And then you kind of shatter that with like the stage performance of a radio voice show or something right. like that. It, it just felt very out of tune. So not a bad ending. It just felt a little off for me.
1: Did you enjoy oh, dude, it? I hated it. No, I hated it. I thought it was yeah. awful. I was like, I watched three and a half hours of this shit, which was great. I loved it. And then just to watch Martin Scorsese come on stage and read me the fucking ending. Bro, I could have done that. I could have just looked up this story and read it, man. What the fuck? It killed me, man. He came out on stage and I literally, my girlfriend was at work and I had the day off and I texted her because I told her I was watching it. I was like, this is a three and a half hour movie and I better be good. And I got to the end and I texted her and I was like, it wasn't good. I did not like that ending at all. It ruined it. She's like, she's like, I'm so sorry, but I like home? have to do with other shit. <laughs> yeah, I did.
0: Uh, okay, I do think that this is one of those films, in my own like opinion of like movie outlook, with Maestro and you know some of these other movies that were so good in theaters. I think it could struggle at home. Like you tell me, like it was did. it no? Was it, did. it difficult to like? Okay, yeah, that's tough. So that's
1: tough. So I have a, a lockbox that when I'm watching movies, I put my phone in when I'm at home because I have a real bad habit of hell like, yeah oh, I just got to check this real quick or check this real quick. So I put it in a lockbox, and when the movie's over, the lockbox unlocks. Even though I used the lockbox, I still was like... My mind was just wandering. I was like, I have other stuff I I need to get done today. Uh, It took me like four and a half hours to watch it because I paused it so I could play with my dogs a little bit. I took them outside, came back, because I just needed a break. Uh. It's It's just not... Like Oppenheimer is 30 minutes shorter. I know that 30 minutes might make a difference, but the way the movie's edited, it is just... Edge of your seat, fast-paced. Anatomy of a Fall is two and a half hours long, and the way that was edited, it's just a courtroom drama, essentially. But the way it's edited, it's just fast-paced, and it keeps you engaged, man. And Killers of the Flower Moon, I felt like I was just going through the motions. I had other shit on my mind, and I was like, I can't really get into this as much as I would like to. But if I was at a theater, I wouldn't have had that issue, I don't think.
0: I think you nailed it. Yeah, absolutely nailed it. Because when you're in that setting of incredible visuals, incredible sound, you have some snacks in front of you because you're at a theater, you actually welcome that three and a half hours. Whether it's good or bad, you still welcome it. I welcomed it for John Wick and I still had a good theater experience. And you know, and I'm sure people did that with Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I can't, I can't. My guy John hates Wick John before. Wick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
0: But yeah, oh, I, I mean, a, an at home viewing of a, you know, I can't imagine Napoleon four hour cut anybody oh, watching that at home. I mean, no. that would kill me. So yeah, yeah no, good for real. point there. All right, uh, number two on is it mine? Yeah, number two on mine. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, whoo, these are so. Abnormal, like everything is yeah. so different. I got to go with my favorite Brad Pitt performance. I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood truly is like one of my favorites, but Troy is phenomenal. Yeah, I love yeah. the movie Troy so much. And funny backstory here because I'm I just made a Christopher Nolan video that I'm gonna be posting. I had no idea that Troy was offered to Christopher Nolan. No and shit. It down. Yeah. Wild. I know. I was like, what the? I can't imagine Christopher Nolan doing Troy with Brad Pitt. No. Like, that's just yeah, the most no. outrageous thought process in my mind.
1: No, I fucking love that movie, man. I could watch that movie day in, day out. That's a great pick. Uh, I remember watching it for the first time in middle school for some reason. We had it on in class. And I remember being like, it's the first time I think I ever saw Brad Pitt. And I was like, who the fuck is that? I was like, this movie is fantastic. <laughs> I love it like, I need to watch more he's of the
0: most. He's the sexiest human being yeah. in that movie. Like, truly, <laughs> no other actor I've ever seen look as good as Brad Pitt in that movie.
1: Dead ass. All right, so it's my pick now. This month is so hard because it is all over the place. Like, you have one of the hardest movies ever to watch, Schindler's List, paired next to Happy Gilmore. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just such an odd month, dude. I think I got to go... I'm going to go Deadpool. Nice. Good pick. It's just like, I rewatched it the other day for the first time in a long time. And it's so refreshing to think that we had had over basically almost a decade up to that point of MCU movies. And then Deadpool came along and was just like, gave everything the middle finger, flipped everything upside down. And it was just like so much fun to watch. It reinvented and reinvigorated my love for like superhero movies. And I'm really hoping that Wolverine an asshole, or Deadpool and Wolverine, or Deadpool 3, whatever it's called. I hope that <laughs> saves the MCU from from the trouble it's in now. I would love, I saw that on Hugh Jackman's page. Yeah. Um,
0: Hugh Jackman, for anybody who doesn't know, obviously he's starring in Deadpool 3, or the new Deadpool movie as Wolverine, and they have this ongoing feud that's very comedic, and he changed the title of Deadpool and Wolverine to Wolverine and Asshole. <laughs> I just I think it's the best marketing that they could do is have them go at each other publicly because it just makes yes. it so fun. Absolutely. Great pick. Deadpool is phenomenal. Deadpool 2, once again we mentioned this, a little bit more forgettable, but I'm excited for Agreed. this round. I think adding Disney's tools and Disney's resources will help quite a bit. I hot take maybe? I'm going to go with the Lego movie. I think wow. this is one of the better. I think this was one of the more uh like you know, how I, I, I trust me on this analogy here, okay? You know how Spider-Man right. Into the Spider-Verse kind of reinvigorated this style of animation and what can happen? Because yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem came out and it was kind of similar where they're using these almost, you know, Miyazaki-like animations of drawings and paintings and kind of changing the story with an adult's idea rather than just a childish idea. I think the Lego movie, like, took stop motion to a new level it was like hey we could do something with legos now rather than just clay or just you know paper items but we can actually do legos which obviously sounds silly at the surface like it sounds silly coming out of my mouth right now but i thought it was a charming (laughs) film i don't know about the rest of them i never saw the batman movie i didn't see the second lego movie but i liked the first i thought that was a, a pretty remarkable animated film
1: i'm still chasing the high i got from when i first watched the lego movie man Every movie I watch, I'm like, <laughs> every animated movie, I'm like, is this going to be as good as the Lego movie? Is it going to be as good? I don't know. Let's find out. I, I love this movie. The first time I first time I ever watched it, it was at a party. Like It was just like, I had just graduated high school. I was going to a friend's house. He had a bunch of people over and we're all hanging out. There's a bonfire outside. There's people inside. He just happened to have the Lego movie for some reason on DVD, just sitting out. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I throw this bad boy in? And he's like, I guess. I don't care. Whatever. I put it on and I was like, I ignored everybody for the rest of the time I was there. I was like, I'm so focused on this movie and I don't even know why, but I was so in love with it. Still to this day, when I put it on, I just have such nostalgic feelings for it. And it is what I compare pretty much every animated movie to at this point.
0: I am so, for some reason, I'll let the viewer know. When I was looking at Kyle, when I made that pick, it almost was like a, whoa, I got away with one because you picked that movie? All right. So hearing that you enjoyed it, I'm like, all right, I'm glad that we're on the same page because, yeah, I had a great time watching this movie.
1: Yeah, I had that as my number five pick because I list them out beforehand and that was going to be my fifth one because I thought you'd let it slide for sure. (laughs) So Let's go. Yeah, I'm going to take Black Panther.
0: Nice. Good pick. Good pick. I know it's my second
1: superhero movie, but still, so good.
0: What was your other one? Deadpool. Oh, that's right. That's okay. right. See, Deadpool just doesn't even feel like it belongs yeah, in the superhero right? category. Honestly. Black Panther was really good. Um what did you think about Wakanda Forever? Did you feel like it was kind of matched? Do you feel like it was better? Do you feel like it was worse?
1: I'm going to get in so much trouble for saying this, but I think it was better. Genuinely.
0: Okay. Okay. And nice.
1: We got done watching it and I was talking to my girlfriend and I was like, this the discourse over this movie is gonna because we watched it after it uh had hit disney plus and i was like the discourse of this movie is going to just be awful because chadwick boseman isn't in it obviously and it's very like it's a gut-wrenching reason why and i think that the added emotion of having of not having him there heightened the feelings that i was having while watching it because it like it felt like i mean obviously in the beginning they really are honoring him yeah angela bassett her performance just felt so fucking real and gut-wrenching that I was like, how could you watch this and not love it just as much as the original? You know what I mean? And to me, yeah. I actually liked it. I liked it a little more, mainly because I did read the comics and I really did like Neymar being there. I was very excited about that. But yeah, I just I, I genuinely enjoyed it just as much, if not a little more, than I did the first one.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I know these were both pretty, like acclaimed for a, a marvel film you know on both fronts for sure. you know and i think i think that's the beauty of the team behind it that's the beauty obviously in the first one with Chad, chadwick boseman but also in the second one with the story that they did so enjoyable films they're not in my opinion like in the top of my marvel category but i like them i think they're solid if we could get back to that quality of filmmaking yep. in the marvel cinematic universe i'd be very grateful um do i think that's gonna happen for real We'll, f- we'll find out in May, you know, Deadpool will <laughs> yeah, show so for real. All right. I have not seen this movie, but I feel like I have to take it. I have to, I'm going to go with Schindler's list. Oh yeah. The Steven Spielberg, world war two Nazi Jewish drama. It's like, it's a darker film, slower story, but oh, I, I haven't seen it. So I can't speak too highly to it. What were your thoughts? Uh,
1: it is, it is shattering. I watched it in school can't remember what class. watched a lot of fucking movies in school. Uh, I'm realizing that now as I'm saying it. But watching it in school, and it's just like, I don't know, man. It's just a hard movie to watch. It really, really is. Did you watch The Zone of Interest? I have not yet. I have not yet. It's not playing anywhere near me. I'm in Maine, and they don't do any oddball movies. I was lucky to get American fiction.
0: Okay, deal. I am curious. Just because you have seen both, I'm wondering if they would be similar. Because Amer- um, Zone of Interest... Before I went in, I heard a lot of discourse around like this just feels like walking through a museum rather than watching a movie. Mm. And so when I watched it, I kind of had that in the back of my mind. I, I didn't try to like look at the movie that way, but it truly is made in a way that is so different than anything else to give you the dark feeling that you have. And so I've heard that a little bit with Schindler's List, how it's just kind of piercing in the storytelling yeah. rather than like cinematic. And so I, I would love to see what the contrast would be.
1: All right. So it's my last pick, right? Yes. I got to go Happy Gilmore.
0: Nice. Yes. I'm happy to see Happy Gilmore. No pun intended. Happy to see Happy Gilmore get off the table because that movie is so good.
1: So good. The cast is great. Adam Sandler's great. Him getting his ass beat is fantastic. Also, I feel like if my girlfriend listened to this and she knew Happy Gilmore was on here and I didn't take it, she'd be real upset with me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, we're going to give her a shout out right now that your boy yeah. was thinking about you. He yeah, was, he was thinking about you during mid-podcast, how much he loves and cares about you, that he needed <laughs> to pick Happy Gilmore. Great pick. You you took possibly my number five. I don't know. with So with my movies, you know, I have a sci-fi film, kind of a medieval, old-time, historical drama, an animated movie, and then kind of historical, dark, you know, reality film. So I I almost need something contemporary or I need something light, but not comedy. And so I'm like, Invisible Man is contemporary. It's a little bit, you know, fantastical. I think we're going to round this out just fine. I'm going to go with Hitch. That's going to be my last one. Damn, dude.
1: (laughs) That was going to be my pick.
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean, come on. That's one of the more enjoyable. That is truly rewatchable. That is one of the most rewatchable films I can think of. Just a great chemistry with Will Smith and Kevin James. I absolutely love that movie.
1: Yeah. And the dance scene where he's like telling him to keep it right here. Oh, my God, dude. I die every time. Actually, whenever my girlfriend and I go to any place that there's going to be dancing, I always tell her, I'm like, I'm going to keep it right here. You see me getting loose? Stop (laughs) me. Don't let me get loose. Uh, We went to a birthday party for her aunt. And I was like, I'm going to keep it nice and tight. Don't let me get crazy. Dude, if you let me on the dance floor for more than like 10 minutes... I'm gonna get loose. I was like <laughs> I was like trying to do splits, I was trying to drop it low. I was doing all this shit. And we were watching a video back later and someone was recording me dancing. I was like, "Why did you stop me, man? I look like a madman out there." <laughs> oh, man.
0: It's cuz they care enough about you to let you fly, baby. They <laughs> yeah, want to see yeah. you just just break out of the barrier, do your thing. No no judgment. I love yeah. that. That's oh. that's a good tie back.
1: Oh shit, man. That was that was my pick. Damn.
0: What do you have right now? I need to know the tone of your list.
1: Sh- Shutter Island, Deadpool, Black Panther, and Happy Gilmore.
0: Okay, very unique. Yeah, I
1: was going to say this this list is
0: odd. I have a guess for what your last pick is going to be. We'll see. All right. I'll, I'll let
1: you I'll let you tell me what you think it's going to be. I think you will pick Minari. No, no, that was close. I'm going to go with Annihilation. It was between those two.
0: Okay. Hell yeah. Dude. I like Annihilation a lot. This movie yeah. fucks me the ending of this film is one of the most memorable endings of all time only because I just don't get I'm trying so hard to like understand what is going on and I do but I don't at the same time I don't even know how to explain it
1: oh man that's one of my favorite things is I watched that with a buddy of mine and he had never seen it before, and I had. And we got to the end, and it was over, and he looked at me, and he was like, what just happened? And I was like, dude, that's the beauty of it. I have no fucking clue. I was like, I have no idea what just happened, but it's great. Whatever it is, it's great. You
0: start rethinking about all the things that happened earlier, and you're like, hey, can I like yeah. piece this together just by the finite amount of time that I saw um, Oscar Isaac and his character and understood what he went through? Because that's kind of a defining point of the story, but you don't spend any time there i i loved it i think it's a very good pick will you uh share your full list let's hear what you got yes
1: so for january i have there will be blood get out paddington 2 a new hope and the revenant uh for february aka Wary, i have shutter island deadpool black panther happy gilmore and annihilation which totally yeah. that list makes no sense
0: <laughs> i don't think any of these will
1: yeah
0: uh my january list is silence of the lambs the count of monte cristo Lion, American Sniper, and Call Me By Your Name. And then my February list is Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, Troy, The Lego Movie, Schindler's List, and Hitch.
1: Man, that's a good list.
0: Yeah, no tone. Yeah. <laughs> I almost feel like we're balancing each other because I almost do side with your January list, but I do feel confident about my February list. So I'm like, yeah. wow. Um, At least if you're listening on Spotify, I will put a poll on whose list do you think is better. Even if you're listening on Apple Music, just go to Spotify and make your vote real quick because I want to know whose list is a little bit more universal, a little bit more uh, to the audience view. Or if we left some movies on there that you absolutely adore, just let us know how terrible we are at picking our movies. What yeah. <laughs> movie from both of your lists would you absolutely recommend? What is your movie recommendation from your collective list?
1: Oh, man. Get Out, mainly because it's one of my favorite movies ever. But I feel like everyone's seen that. Probably Happy Gilmore.
0: If you have not seen Happy Gilmore, that might be my collective pick. Because it's almost outrageous to know if you hadn't seen Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, You'll hear me briefly quote the movie in my last episode of My Girlfriend when we did our favorite genre movies. Because I love Ben Stiller so much in Happy Gilmore. It is outrageous how much I love his part. So if you're going to go see it, go see it for Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller because they're both phenomenal.
1: Oh, I had to ask you a question. Yes. Austin Land. Never heard of it. Did you watch it? your girlfriend was like, not yet. (laughs) I was listening to it yesterday and I heard her bring that up and I had never heard of it. And the concept sounds fucking fascinating. Have you seen it?
0: I have seen it. Yes.
1: Okay, okay. I have to watch this movie.
0: Especially if you and or your partner like reading and you have any sort of knowledge to Jane Austen and the idea of them Ooh. of a contemporary situation of going to a fairy tale. I don't know, vacation, paying for the, the role play of everything happening. That is the movie. And it's very enticing. It's funny. It's stupid comedy. And so I think it will yeah. definitely attach to a certain audience. I'd be fascinated to see if you uh, enjoy that movie.
1: I gotta watch it, yeah.
0: Um, I will say my pick would be The Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, this is just, Ooh. once again, in my opinion, top three best revenge stories of all time. You get a young Henry Cavill, who doesn't play much in the role. You actually get Jim Caviezel who's really good. Probably one of the more defining roles of his career. He's kind of fizzled out. Like I know he came back in The Sound of Freedom, but... Apart from that, he just, I haven't seen him in anything. Ooh. And then you also get Guy Pierce, who, I mean, I like Guy Pierce oh, back yeah. in the early 2000s. I thought he had some really good roles. So, a really good yeah. revenge story. If you want to watch this really just long, heavy, you know, story oriented timepiece of a story, I think that's really good. Dude, thanks for joining. This was nice. Any last thoughts before we uh, kind of allow the audience
1: to leave? I have a recommendation for people who don't want to watch a movie on these lists watch. Either you were never really here with Joaquin Phoenix, or Pig with Nicolas Cage.
0: Both of these movies. Well, first of all, you were never really here. Is on my watch list physically because you told me about this. So it's yeah. I started the first five minutes, so it's at the top of my like streaming bars. And when it says like, do you want to continue? And I'm like, God, I need to continue yeah. watching that. Pig, on the <laughs> other hand, I've heard so much about Pig, and I've heard a lot about Nicolas Cage in that movie. Any teaser to what we're about to experience with that movie?
1: Yeah. Um, nothing matters. Ooh. Just live your life, live your life, and try to live it as best as you possibly can.
0: I Whoa. Okay. And I feel like taking that from a true, deep, almost deeply simplistic standpoint hits you more so than if you're like, Ooh oh yeah, okay, yeah, I'll take that, you know, like think about it, you know, because that's a, that's a pretty defining statement. I like that. I will stick with The Count of Monte Cristo. That'll be my one film. I, I'm sure there are plenty of others that could have taken, but great lists, great films that you picked. I'm excited to see what people choose. Uh, if you're still listening, thank you. This has been fun. Kyle is always great to bring on the podcast. Go listen to his podcast, Date Night with Kai and Cass. Obviously, big cinephiles here. We love movies. And we would urge you to go watch more movies. Find a way to enjoy it yes. at home. You know, if you need to get a sound bar, if you need to get that theater experience, if you need to get the Apple Vision Pros and and build your own, yeah. <laughs> you know, movie theater, do so. Like, whatever you need to do, it's such an incredible space and an incredible community. So, once again, Kyle, thank you for jumping on, man.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate it you let me uh, rant and rave for, like, an hour, basically.
0: That's what we do. I mean, this is the space to do it, right? So... Um, thank you, everybody, for joining in. Be kind to each other. Have a great week. Stay warm, and we'll talk soon. Peace.